<laughs> so I do want to credit him. That is uh, music by the Mutant Members Only Club, a really cool guy that gave me access to all of his music, and he has like 17 fucking albums. Love that, man. Um, Today, I have a very special episode. We're talking about Oculus 2013 with special guests Matthew Solomon and Sam Valentine from the new feature found footage film, Followed. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on the show, guys. I'm really excited to talk to you. Likewise, uh, this was this was a unique and cool opportunity to uh, to talk about some cinema. You guys picked a very odd movie. <laughs> Truly, this was recommended to me by my friend Jesse. It's his fault. I he told me that it was like great, and uh, so this is where we are now, and this is our reality. Listen, well, Sam seemed to enjoy it. Yeah, I had backup. Be- we had backup qualifications because my fiance was like, "I love this movie. Let's watch it." And uh, and I, I thought it was super fun. So I feel like we all have different opinions on this. Yeah, I had a perfectly okay time watching this movie. <laughs> wow, like, that's really, like, what is the score of that perfectly okay? Like, it's the kind of thing that if a friend said that they wanted to, to watch it, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, you'll have a good time watching it. But I wouldn't, like, go around recommending it to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you see, let me read this tweet that I wrote while I was watching the movie. Uh, do you know what it's like to be for- to be forced to watch a movie and that movie keeps freezing and you hate the movie and you don't want to finish it, but you have to finish it and you're making a run-on sentence because the movie won't unfreeze and it still sucks? Oh, wait, it's back. And then that's when I finished. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was that like an internet issue or like a interpretational issue? Okay, no, it's the dumbest issue ever. Uh, also an interpretation, but it was literally an internet. Not even an internet, my TV, it's like an old-ass Vizio, and it does this thing where when I'm on Hulu, only Hulu, it'll just freeze all the fucking time like I'm having internet issues. And then if I switch it to anything else, like Netflix or Amazon Prime or anything, it's fine. And if I go on my computer and watch Hulu, it's fine. So I ended up finishing the movie on my computer because it kept freezing. Hmm. I had to watch the movie on my computer because I... I'm afraid of scary movies, so I didn't want it on my very large flat screen TV because it's just that's too much. That's too much stimulus. So I like have it on my computer and I'm like texting and I'll like pull up Instagram because it keeps me uh, from fully freaking out, basically. Wow. I also was texting Sam the entire time I watched. Maybe you would have both enjoyed the movie a little more if you got off of your computers and your devices and you actually watched (laughs) it. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sam. I have to write notes for these things, so I watched. I paid attention and I hated it. Trust me, I I did not like it. Sam, I was just trying to protect my sensitive little heart, okay? Thank you. Aren't you like, aren't you Mike the horror guy? I am, yeah. So you're a YouTube sensation? Here's the thing about acting is that just because you play a character who loves horror stuff. You have to be a person that loves horror stuff. So. All right, all right. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one, Matthew. So as for this movie, it was written by Mike Flanagan and Jeff Howard. It was directed by Mike Flanagan, who you guys might... Everyone seems to think this guy is like a visionary, and I will say he kind of is. I mean, Haunting on Hill House is fucking incredible. Incredible. But God, I think this guy's a fucking hack after watching this. I I am convinced that this movie was his like um uh, his like first jab at Haunting of Hill House. Like this was his proof of concept film, because it's it's there's super similar stories. It's a it's a it's a like domestic haunting, and it's children as adults having to return to the house that ultimately traumatized them. 
It's like, it's okay. basically two parallels, you know? And then like the parents happen to be in this weird haunting dimension. Hello, that's like, it's, it's basically the same story. Just Haunting of Hill House is 50 times better. Okay, but it gets weirder because you said like this just parallels uh, Haunting of Hill House. This movie parallels itself and it doesn't fucking stop the entire time. It, it made me want to scream. <laughs> wow, you really did not have a good time watching this, did you? Uh, Blumhouse failed me again. Uh, they've done it many times. They did it again. Uh, the budget was $5 million. It made $44 million, way too much. The budget for this movie was $5 million? Yeah. That blows my mind because it... Not to be a not to be a dick, but it didn't look like five million dollars. Um, okay, let's. Where where do we think this money went? Sam, like how everyone just sighs. <laughs> Simult- simultaneous sigh. You know what? I get the vibe, and I have done no research to support this, but I get the vibe that they took <laughs> their time filming it. It didn't feel like it was like, for example, our movie followed that just came out. We filmed that in twelve days. Uh, you this know, was filmed in twenty four. See, there you go. Already, that's a long time to film yeah. a scary movie, and to have that—I yeah, mean, there thing. wasn't that many cast members, and there wasn't that much CGI. So I feel like it was a lot of—I feel like it was just a lot of time. Twenty-four days is, is a—I mean, it's like a kind of a normal shoot time, but like I feel like they didn't have enough—they didn't have enough cast to support like a twenty-four day shoot. So maybe they just really took their time with it. Maybe he directed them a lot. I don't know. So I did read that there were like some production issues because the whole movie was centered around that mirror. Mm-hmm. So I think it made it hard to shoot the film, you know, without getting like cameras in the background or getting like, you know, reflections from the mirror. So I'm assuming that probably went to a good amount of the shooting time. Mm, yeah, setup would probably take a long time then, yeah. Yeah, they also had some really interesting effects with the mirror as well. And it seems like, <clears throat> I feel like Mike Flanagan is a practical effects person, like a with a uh, haunting of Hill house too, you don't see too much CG. You definitely no. see some, but it's not a ton. Um, yeah. yeah, it's kind of refreshing. Uh, no, no, I was just. Gonna, it is refreshing. I like. I think that CG is often super obvious, so it's really nice to like and like see really well done practical effects is really cool. It's also like you know that the actors are having more fun when the effect is practical too. That's all one hundred percent, dude. The only CGI I remember in this was uh, the fucking stomach thing. That really pissed me off. I had a very big issue with that. The the C-section on the mom. Oh, I fully looked away. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I fully, I fully, I looked away for that part. I couldn't. You want to see that? I, did, I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not here for this. I don't want this. <laughs> I can do with suspense. I can do with a little bit of a scare, but I cannot do with uh, gore. Gore and I do not, we're not buddies. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a I'm so desensitized. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> does nothing to me well it was okay not not to plug our movie too many times but it was really interesting do it man it was a really interesting playing a character who is absolutely desensitized to to gore and horror and stuff like that because at at one point in our movie i had to pick up a a severed cow tongue that was covered in maggots one of the most so just so gross um and i was like matthew hates this mike has zero issues with this at all (laughs) (laughs) and then there was also another scene where i had was handling an eyeball that was covered in fake blood and it was just like you know uh i understand getting desensitized to that i myself am super duper not (laughs) what was that cow tongue like what 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 was that it was was a real cow tongue tongue. it was a a real cow tongue you guys use a real Oh. They went to the. Where did just, they get a real cow tongue? Yeah, just a butcher. You just go to the butcher and you say, "I need cow tongue," and they're like, "We got some cow tongue," and they give you a cow tongue, and it's it was probably like two bucks for that cow tongue. And the maggots? 
Uh, couldn't tell you there. <laughs> I think you can buy those to like feed. I think they bought them from places that you, you buy them to like feed snakes or. Uh, oh, so those so those were real maggots too. Real maggots. Sam actually yes, brought them from uh, her refrigerator. Yeah, she I brought did. them from just, home because they were already <laughs> they were they were just, just living in her cabinets snack. in her fridge. Yeah. Yeah. That's so vile. That's so vile. I'm not a huge blood person either. I don't, I like the fingernail pulling out kind of shit like that. Mm -mm, Don't, don't like it. I think maybe because I just, I make everything about me and I'm like, how would I feel doing that? No, absolutely. I completely agree with you. the The fingernail part. I mean, when he takes out the paperclip remover and just dug that into his finger, I was like, no, don't do this. Uh, yeah. That made me so mad. A, a lot of things, you know, let's just get into this movie because yeah. a lot of this made me mad and we're just going to be talking about everything that made me and Matthew mad and Sam liked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this movie starts out with a couple kids running around like fucking nerds and then one of the nerds shoots the other one. Uh, turns out it was a dream. So he tells his therapist about his dream. He's like, yeah, you know, I keep dreaming that uh, people are getting shot, but it's never me. But this time it was me shooting. And then the therapist is like, yeah, let's send this guy back into the room world he's having good solid dreams seems ready and then we go to this auction but this auction makes me incredibly uncomfortable because the late the auction lady isn't being an auction lady she's not like do i hear a thousand one thousand one one thousand who do i hear one one five one five one five she's not doing that she's just like really monotone and it i don't know does that make anyone else mad is that just me it's just a me thing I actually think that like modern auctions are like that i think that they're very very slow because they have online buyers and so they just like move hmm. very, very monotonously. And I think that if you watch um, I don't like that. What was the new Adam Sandler movie? Um, uh, Uncut. Un- uh, yeah, Uncut Gems. I think that the auction scene is like that too. I think it's moving pretty slowly as well. But I might be remembering wrong. I cannot remember. I remember the auction scene, but I don't remember how it went. I didn't like that movie either. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that movie. I had a really good time watching that movie. See, I thought, I think I talked about this on my show, like before my co-host uh, had to take a sabbatical. But um, we, I, me and her both thought that it was going to be like Adam Sandler in like, uh, in like Mission Impossible. Like it was going to be like Tom Cruise, like just fucking beating everything up. But that's not what it was. It was, I don't know. I just, I, I expected something else. So I think I was upset with the outcome. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't know what to expect. And I ended up having a great time watching it. <laughs> I will say, I will say at that auction scene, when we get to like meet the mirror, the, the epic, you know, big part of this, it's unfortunate that it's such an ugly piece of furniture. <laughs> it's such an ugly mirror. Who would I put that in their house? <laughs> I actually don't understand. And I've been to a lot of, I used to work auctions. A friend of mine's family owned like an estate auction company. And I used to hold up like on the weekends, we'd go to make money and we'd hold up like ugly furniture for people to auction off. And they made so much money off of this ugly stuff. And I cannot fathom what so many people wanted with that gross mirror. <laughs> They didn't even clean it. That the glass was 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 filthy and warped, and then it was just also tacky and like <laughs> obnoxiously large. Obnoxiously large, and to just put that in your office, what a weird piece of decor for your uh, at home. And it was like space. the only thing in the office. We'll get there. We'll the get only there. thing, <laughs> the only thing, and he's like so fucking proud of it. It's so yeah. weird, dude. What the fuck? Yep. 
So, oh God, yeah. So he starts selling his uh, therapist dude. He's like, yeah, my sister's going to pick me up when, when I get released. And then she just pulls up. She's like, hey, little brother, like a fucking cornball. And they go out to this fancy dinner. You can tell that they're like rich people or whatever. They got a bunch of money. She starts talking about some promise to kill something. In the beginning of this, like everything that they were saying for the first like 10, 15 minutes, I was fucking lost. Like I was so lost. Like I know that was the point. Right. But I was just getting annoyed. I was like, please just tell me what's going on. It's been like 15 minutes and I'm still just like, I'm going crazy. I'm going yeah. fucking insane. What I really I, appreciated I will... was, uh, go Sam, you go. Oh, I was going to say, I, maybe I liked it more also in the long run because I had the luxury of someone with me who was like seen it before. And he said, pay attention. It doesn't necessarily happen in sequential order. If you blink, you'll miss something. Like you literally have to pay attention because so much changes so quickly. You got fucking cheated then. See, you, you like... You you were forced to like this. I was forced to pay attention, <laughs> <laughs> which is hard for me, which is really hard for me. <laughs> you know what? No, you can't have someone explaining the movie to you, and then you're like, that. yeah, I liked it. I mean, <laughs> you had to go in blind like he, us. He basically explained, like, how to watch a movie, <laughs> so I don't know if we give him <laughs> that much credit. <laughs> See, I like the roundabout setup. I like when you start in the middle of a mystery, and it explains itself as it goes. I think that's really fun. I will tell you that what's up little brother line made my skin crawl. Uh, Dude, those, I was so angry. <laughs> I, I, and I know that those actors were like, why do I have to say that? Do I like, can I, can I ad lib this part? Like, do I have to read it out word it's for word? It's the worst when writers write that like, what's up sis? Like, I don't know anyone above the age of nine who calls their sister sis. Like, or I don't know like, anybody below the age of nine who calls their sister I was just going to say yes. <laughs> no, no one, one does that. that. Like may, maybe 50 years ago, maybe 70 years ago. That does not fucking happen. No one says that. Yeah. Or the exhibitions there, like, like, ugh, come on, you're my uncle. You have to agree with me on this. We're like, oh, wow, we get it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for telling me that this is the uncle in the movie. Thank also, you so it's much. So clearly, they're so clearly the kids. It's obvious. Like, she's got bright red hair. He's like mm-hmm. younger and has brunette hair. It's like, it's very clear that we didn't need that. And that was the thing that pissed me off. That That's why I was mad that they were, like, doing this whole, like, oh, is he? Isn't she? For, like, 15 minutes. Because I was like, dude, you look the fucking same. Like, you're, <laughs> this is a ginger family. Like, how many... How many of them are get, are, are going to be around in this fucking movie? Are I, you kidding me? I will also say, like, the casting for this movie was really well done because those kids really looked like the younger version of those two actors. The kid actors in this that. movie were also super talented. They were, like, like it's, you know, there's... Yes. In my opinion, there's no excuse to have a bad child actor because children have the easiest time acting because it's literally playing pretend. And so it's really refreshing to see a movie that actually has really talented young kids in it. The only uh, the only person I was really, really impressed by this was uh, Karen Gillian. But I mean, she's really fucking good. She's the one that's uh, she's a older Kaylee. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's Nebula in Gardens of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah, she's she's awesome. I, I remember watching her for the first time on Doctor Who. And I so and I had no idea she was in this movie. That's why she got this role. Is it really? Yeah, uh, Mike Flanagan said he saw her in Doctor Who and he was like, I want her. She's my first choice for this character. Well, that's awesome. She did a really bang up job with it. I wonder if she auditioned for Haunting of Hill House too. I have no idea. She would have fit in that movie, honestly. She would have fit. I mean, the casting for Haunting of Hill House was it was perfect. Perfect. But I would imagine that he had a read for one of the sisters, for sure. Maybe the youngest. That's a yeah. good point. That's mm-hmm. a good point. So they're doing that uh, the old promise thing, like, uh, yeah, we made this promise. And then we're introduced to this high-strung chick who's getting her furniture moved out. This is the mother. This is uh, Marie. 
and they're just joking about like antiques versus ikea they're trying to be funny but it's really one of the most painful conversations i've ever dealt with in my life and we're back to uh sister and brother they're talking about how he's like yeah i'd never forget this vague promise that i made that i when i was 10 years old and the audience doesn't know what what's going on and she's like all right i'm gonna do it tomorrow Still don't know what's happening. And then the mother of the random family, or random family, is uh, looking in the mirror at her C-section scar. And I'm only, literally the only reason I even wrote this down is because they made that, that scene was so unnecessary and useless. But I was like, you made it a point to just show the C-section in this scene. So obviously that's coming back later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of those horror movie moments where you're like, this is gonna, there was a lot of those in this movie. I was like, they're setting up a lot of different things to come back. Yeah, so many, and I was just like, come on, like, do, do it casually, maybe in something else. Stop putting in scenes just specifically to show me that this is coming back later. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate that. <laughs> so, uh, fucking Kaylee or whatever, she has this dream that she walked into uh, the office with the antique mirror that her dad has. Uh, what was the dad's name? Alan? Yes. Albie? Alan. Because it's the, also the younger brother's name. Oh, right. He's named after his dad. Wait, younger brother? The son? I thought his name was Tim. Oh, his Tim, Tim, uh, Tim, he, didn't he have two names? They said he was named after his dad at one point. I did not catch that. I thought his yeah, name I was heard, Timbo. I remember his name is listed as Tim. I'm looking at IMDb. His name is listed as Tim, but um, it says something about his dad. Maybe his middle what? name is Alan. There was a line in there or something like that. There was, no, there was a reference to him being named after his father. I remember yeah. that. It's very, very strange confusing okay well okay. i'm not gonna give it to him and say that this was his middle name i'm gonna go ahead and say that they were like yeah let's name him after his father and then they forgot and then they were just like oh yeah tim and just, that was it. it's, it's entirely possible that that happened because <laughs> when does that come back they never call him alan again i don't think so <laughs> yeah that i'm fucking calling it all right so now she's over at this uh she goes to her auction buy like she goes to some random little room to get her fucking mirror is this big old antique mirror and then the movie becomes clear to me i was like oh, okay so now you're you're showing me that yes these are the same kids even though that was obvious a while ago they tried to like make this pivotal scene where it was like look the mirror look the younger kids are the same as the older ones and it's like yeah we we of course we, they are we've been new <laughs> we knew this for a while so we get uh these flashbacks of uh kaylee and uh and timbo or whatever and they're playing like laser tag and she's like looking at her dad's window as she runs by and she sees some chick in the mirror like hugging her dad and then later at dinner she's like hey dad so who's that girl and the wife is like yeah who was that girl and i just oh my god this whole thing for the rest of the movie makes me so fucking mad because like uh, i know there's more to it but, like, in the beginning, why is the mom, like, it, it's a little bit later, but why is the mom freaking out about, like, him cheating and whatnot? Because she doesn't leave the fucking house. How would this guy get this chick into the house? Yeah, that, that scene perpe- perplexed me a little bit, too. I think that the validation is that they're already starting to lose it a little bit, but it was it was a little strange. I will definitely agree with that. I was confused. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. Have you ever worked for rich people? Because there's people in and out of their houses all day long at random in ways you don't expect and you don't know they're there. And they always have their doors unlocked and they always leave their shit out. Every You could literally like walk to Beverly Hills right now and open all their car doors. I swear to God. They never lock their shit up. There's people in and out of their house all the time. Like 
to me, that was like no big deal. Maybe because I've worked in so many like well-to-do houses that I'm like, oh, people just go in and out all the time. Although he should have put a chair in the office if he wanted more than one person in there. (laughs) (laughs) So, Sam, I'll give you that. But also, when do we see a single person walk in or out of this house beside the movers? Never. And this house doesn't look that big. Like, I don't even know if they're rich. I think the daughter might have just been rich later because she got a bunch of shit. I I think she just inherited all the money. Hello, dogs. <laughs> hello, hello, puppy. We have, we have a dog attack. Um, there is one. There's one uh, huge issue that I had in this moment that I um, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Damn it! <laughs> it was a great point, and I had a huge issue with it, and I've completely forgot. How great it. of a point was it? I know. It. <laughs> it was, no, it was. It, oh man, what was I going to say? That's so annoying. I'm really ruining your podcast right now. <laughs> It's just gone, gone. It's not coming back. Oh, I do. I got it. Okay, it's back. Why would you, within a day of your little brother getting out of an an asylum, after being in asylum for 15 years, I think it was, drag him back to the house that traumatized him into the first place and try to get him to kill us? Like, poor guy doesn't get a day off before all of that goes down maybe, maybe wait a week also you haven't like <laughs> seen your brother in years and he's been in an asylum and you don't want to like hang out with him and do stuff you want to just go with me i was like well wait to completely re-traumatize your poor poor brother it was terrible i was yeah that was a lot this girl's like very aware of the fact that they might get murdered doing this she's still just like let's do this immediately she's like, right keep now this promise that you made when you were seven <laughs> Keep this promise that you made when you were seven and um, help me kill this person, even though you're 21 now and you've been living in a, in one building for your entire life <laughs> and have no chance at a functional life right now because you are a person who was in an asylum for 15 years. Anyways, that was, that was, that was honestly my only serious problem with this movie. That one piece. I was like, what? I have more. Uh, so Tim and Kaylee are back in their old house, and she has, like, laptops and cameras and some pulley mechanism set up, which I think is the most... How did she know how to make that? That big old, like, mirror-shattering thing? You know, she also says she's 23 at one point, and I'm like, damn, you are an efficient yes. 23-year-old. Dude, she is so well-planned and knows, like, everything. But, you know, okay... I'm going to jump in again here. I'm going to let you know that I think that while he spent his time healing and um, being in an insane asylum, she spent her time doing the opposite of healing and obsessing. And I feel like this has been her ultimate project. My only question is how she got a husband while she was doing this crazy shit. Because Uh, (laughs) I know there's a lid for every... There's a lid for every pot, but like her pot is in the oven and <laughs> there's a problem. <laughs> it's her. She, she accomplished a lot by the age of 23. She's like this big furniture dealer uh, auctioneer and she's got like the hot husband and she like just has this incredible. Lo- I, I wish that I was that um, talented and efficient and organized, but I will never be because that's not how I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. This chick, like, she knows too much for her own good. It's kind of alarming. But I agree with Sam. I think that the juxtaposition between the two siblings in the movie was really cool because, like, he, yes, you've got the one guy who's re- spent the last however many years recovering, and you've got the sister who clearly has never stopped thinking about this every single day since it happened, which I think is always kind of a fun juxtaposition. 
if you want to call it fun, Matthew, I'm going to give you that. So <laughs> they pull the mirror into the house, and she's like, all right, I'm starting. And Tim's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, or Jim, whatever his name is, he's, I'm going to, he's going to stay for a while. And uh, Kaylee starts explaining all the precautions she set up for this uh, experiment, as she calls it. And she starts explaining, uh, the origin and the history of this haunted mirror and she has like all these pictures and all this fucking like elaborate shit that happened over the course of this mirror's life and she talks about uh she's like there's a shepherd that uh the mirror owned or something who owned the shepherd what was that dog was that owned by someone uh there were like three people who had dogs and the dogs all disappeared. okay yeah mm-hmm. that's, that's what, what i was. thought yeah this was okay. a this okay. is a major plot point for me because this almost set me off the movie <laughs> The dog. Sam is the, a Sam is a the, the big dog. dog lover. There's three dog in mom. and about the house right now, varying <laughs> sizes. And when they when there was dogs involved, and they were talking about using a dog as some sort of sacrificial test, I was like, turn it off. We cannot watch this movie anymore. And also, why did they have to use the smallest, cutest dog in the world for that? Like- also, that was a French bulldog. Those are also expensive. Yeah. Like, why would you? <laughs> Wait, was it a Frenchie or a Boston? I thought oh, it was a Boston maybe it Terrier. Was. Yeah, you're right. That is definitely what it was. Either way, though, they're still pretty it's fucking expensive. Dog. And also, that was like a puppy, too. Like, if you're going to do this, you can't get, like, a dog that's, like, already suffering or, like, old. If you Like, if you really have to do this, I'd prefer you didn't. But if you really have to, why do you have to pick the smallest, youngest, cutest dog ever? And, like, yeah, let's sacrifice this one. And also, the dog was already suffering. The dog was already suffering because they didn't even have a name. That's called good filmmaking. Hello. Clearly, he cared a lot. It got I a reaction out of you. I always care about the dog. I always yes. care about the dog. They chose okay, the sorry, cute dog because they knew people would care about the cute dog. Obviously, I always care about the that's dog. great it's... directing. I don't think it is. It made me mad. It had the opposite effect. It didn't like make me like care. I was like, what the fuck? I don't want to watch this. I want to turn this off. <laughs> I do think so, that it yeah, would have been an interesting choice to choose like a really old dog. I that would have bothered me a lot. I would have been like, oh, that's so sad. I would have liked that. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'll call Mike Flanagan tomorrow and let him know. You're going to call him? Let him know? Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll have him redo this and just put an old dog in instead. Yeah, exactly. The director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> the dogs are not happy. So they're talking about this fucking dog thing. And they're like, oh, it's scary. And then uh, she sees this pupper run by, you know, like the actual shepherd that someone else owned or that they owned as a kid or whatever. And uh, Kaylee and Tim start talking and we find out that their father allegedly killed their mother. And Kaylee's like, yeah, it was the mirror. And Tim's like, oh, I've been through therapy and no, he killed her. She's like, all right, idiot. And then Kaylee goes into her father's killing part of the history of the mirror and he drops a bomb. He's like, yeah, I shot. You remember when I shot dad in front of you? You're just freaking out, you idiot. She's like, all right, well, that's fine. And Tim gets mad. He's like, why don't we just break the mirror? And then we see this flashback of them as a children, like just like uh, trying to break the mirror. But it was just I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say. Like he walks up with a stool and then he gets distracted. And he puts it down, and she's like, okay, why'd you put this stool down? And then he changes the subject like a fucking pussy, and then he's like, oh, I didn't break it, because you have to break your delusions yourself. I really wish somebody had just hit the mirror with an object. Yeah. I really, and I wanted to just see the mirror not break when they did that. That is what I wanted to happen. Yeah. it never does. I did like the bit about the mirror disarming him, though. I enjoyed that part a lot. I thought that was cool. 
I love, I love weird, twisted psychology shit in movies. And the fact that this random fucking mirror, I think that they made a really good big bad in this movie. Like that mirror is fucking powerful. And I, and, and I believe it, you know, it was, I liked that part. I just wish he had hit the mirror with a stool at some point because I wanted to see the mirror not break. I have a question. There was a piece in the beginning where they mentioned their, that hairline crack that it was at the bottom of the mirror. And they said that, like, that's when they got to it the one time. Did we ever address where they cracked it or how no. they cracked it? They they did, no, but think so. really briefly, really vaguely. It was I like when it. they shot the dad, he went back and hit the mirror, and that's how it cracked. Uh, Is that what it was? I didn't yeah. See, that. so they didn't, they didn't get to it. That's just a coincidence. <laughs> I think I think that's one of those moments where they, like, mm, it was supposed to be clear what that meant, but it never actually. Mm. Actually ended up meaning anything, because by that nature, if you're if by killing the person possessed by the mirror against the mirror cracks it, then at the end of the movie, the mirror should have been shattered, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. I was because that thing was a giant. How how much did that weigh, and how how many pounds of force was behind that giant fucking arm that swings down in one t- like quick motion? I know she added an extra twenty five pounds, and then it was some high number before that. I think so like it was it, like forty forty five pounds. Yeah, yeah. So, so that you know what, Matthew, that's such a good catch because if this dad falls back and his fucking like what one hundred eighty pound body, maybe two hundred pound body, puts a little crack in it, but that fucking giant machine at the end doesn't do it. What the? Where's the logic? Yeah, exactly. That was that was a, that was one moment where I was like, mm, and you missed it. <laughs> yeah, that's so fucking annoying. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, this is that scene that you guys liked from earlier. I don't know if we were talking about that on air or off air, but uh, this is that band-aid part. He's just like taking, he's struggling to take a band-aid off. Like he cannot get this, this band-aid, this little, uh, what, what is it again? Uh, adhesive. He can't get this adhesive band-aid off of his finger. That like makes me uncomfortable. Just like like I've never been like, oh, I can't get this object off. You know what I should get? Something that could cut my body open and use it instead. Like, what? <laughs> Not even just that. A stapler remover of all things, and you don't even use just one side of it. You clamp it. Yeah. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, he's 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 possessed at this point. At this point, he's already losing you know, it. The, he's the, slightly possessed at this point. He has like a little bit of demon. Yeah, he's it's got a bit. Just a pinch. Exactly. I will say. The second that you're like, you've got somebody who's like, the, the progression of somebody being possessed in a movie, the second it starts, you know it's going to go all the way and you know there's nothing that's going to inhibit it. Like that did, the, we like the amount of time that it took for us to realize that the dad and the mom were possessed was a little bit long, I thought. I was like, I. It was. I was like, I know. I know what you're going to do. I know what's happening. So, you know, that, that part bothered me. See, and what you say right now, that's why I had so many issues with this movie, because everything was predictable. Like, there wasn't a single thing that I didn't predict in this movie. I did not, I was not able to predict the last third of the movie. The last act of the movie, I was actually surprised by the sequence of events. 
Um, I was not. But the first, <laughs> but the first two thirds of the movie, yeah, I could predict every single thing that happened. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Did anyone else have a problem with like every time this uh, demon shit was going on? There was like little like, in the background, just like weird little whispering. No, because I like a through line. <laughs> I like consistency. I like being informed. <laughs> this was informative. Yep. I like to. I like it to be highlighted. Like, hey, just right in your face. This is happening. Okay. Uh, Matthew, your take um, on the whispering? Yeah, the whispering thing. You know, again, I'm lukewarm on it. It's like the whispering thing in horror is done so often. So, like. What you know is that that's the that's not my issue though. What was that? That's the 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 whispering thing being done isn't the issue with me. Like actually, what Sam said a second ago, like I don't mind like the whispering and like mm. that context of like oh yeah something's happening. It was just these specific whispers. They sound like shit. <laughs> like they sounded so bad. It's it was true. literally like yeah, I will say it's like it's it's one thing possessing the guy. I know that like the mirror has taken many people, but like why not like I wouldn't have minded one solitary voice that was super creepy because that would have made more sense to me. You know, I, I agree. It could have been tailored a little bit more specifically to the plot. But I did I didn't I didn't mind the whispering. I mean I think we're splitting hairs, but that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. I agree. I went I went to film school. I'm a I'm a snob about this stuff. <laughs> I didn't. I'm just a dick. So now she starts talking about uh, plant variables, and she locks this uh, cute little Boston Terrier in a cage. She puts it in front of the mirror, and she throws a blanket over it, and she's like, yeah, the mirror's going to eat this dog. And he's like, oh, so that's why you didn't name this dog. It's just dog. I was wondering why she was being a fucking dick to that dog the whole time, Oh, too. I fully predicted that. I even texted Sam. I was like, the dog is named Dog because the dog is going to die because she yes. knows the dog is going to die. Yeah. Yeah, when you hear her say, like, it doesn't have a name, it's like, okay. <laughs> that, that, All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't name their dog? Exactly. Monsters. Just fucking animals. So, flashback again. Uh, the wife is mad at her husband because he isn't locking up his gun, and he gives her a little bit of a uh, safety sass. And then when she turns around, uh, she hears him call call her a uh, grotesque cow. And she turns around, she's like, Oh my heavens. What? What did you say? And he's like, uh, Nothing. And then she like looks at herself in the mirror, and she's like, I'm a cow and then she goes to bed she wakes up she hears some noises she gets bit by the dog then she gets mad at alan for the dog biting her but like let's be realistic you were being a dick and then uh he yells at her now and then the wife starts being a just a douche about the dog mildly barking like the dog wasn't even doing much it was just barking that dog was barking a lot that that was an annoy i would have been so, very annoyed with that dog dogs bark <laughs> i mean listen i'm not one to talk here but <laughs> In terms of dog barking. <laughs> However, true. I will say when you're on edge and the husband is about to go out of town and they have a strained relationship, to also have that dog barking is like the the just the the, yep. the cherry, cherry on top, on top yeah. of the stress. It's like the nails Sunday. on a chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Also, I would just like to say if my husband if I heard my husband call me a grotesque cow, I would I would flip a lid. <laughs> I would. Is, you, I would not like underreact like that. I'd be like throwing shit. I'd flip his desk like you motherfucker. <laughs> of course, she's going insane and she's not trying to blow up her marriage. But I, yeah, I would have been like, you know, this movie was made in 2013. I think the 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 2020 version of this character would have been like, you do not call me that. I'm walking out of this door. <laughs> Dude, like, the cow thing is one thing, but when you add the grotesque in there, it's like, oh, my oh, fucking shit. God. That's a, <laughs> like, that's... that is such, that's a strong, long word. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> so uh, he gets home and he opens up the office because she locks up the dog in uh, the office when she gets all pissed off. And he gets home, he opens it up, and then he starts to search for the dog, but the dog's just gone. Like, we all know what happened. The mirror fucking ate it, and everyone else is like, where's the dog? And we're back in real time. Kaylee's all pissed at Tim because he's like, yeah, you're remembering it wrong. And she's like, dude, I saw mom put the dog in the office. I sat out there the entire time. Like, I'm not fucking remembering anything wrong. And he's like, nope. You are. Dog died. Sick. Happens. So, we're just doing this thing where uh, Tim keeps explaining all the things that uh, Kaylee blames on the mirror. Just kind of, like, back and forth for, like, ten fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. And they're arguing, and we hear a uh, dog, as they call it, start to freak out inside of his cage. And she's like, look, the temperature's been changing. Three degrees, which I was like, that's not that many. I feel like that could just fluctuate, like, normally. <laughs> If she said, like, 15 or something, I would have been like, oh, shit, like, yeah, that's some serious demon shit. She's like, three degrees. I know, she... she I mean, she... Could have just left a window open. I mean, it was it was, it was, was just so that he could be like, you're being ridiculous, because that was the point at this point. I I think yes. that, like, the whole him explaining the, the sort of, like, his fixed memory and her arguing that it was all real went on for too long. Yeah, like, I liked it, but it went on for way too long. I think that was the reason this movie was an hour and 45 minutes, not an hour and a half. Was this movie an hour and 45? Yes, it was so painfully long. No, there's an easy 15 minutes that they could have just... But, you know, it's your film. You want to it, it, do all you want to do. I mean, I think that our director at one point wanted our movie to be much longer. And uh, the producers were like, we're going to shave it down, <laughs> which I think, and I think the movie's at the appropriate length. It's so hard. You know, it's Agreed. Kill, kill your darlings. Who said that? Famous. Uh, darling. Famous poet. Sir Darling. We'll, 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 I'll, get, I'll get there eventually. Esquire. Sir Darling, <laughs> Sir darling Esquire the <laughs> Third. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I have this really big issue with long movies. Like, my thing is, like, okay, if there's a timestamp of an hour and a half, I just go into it like, okay, you know, it's fine. Let's see how this goes. When I see, like, an hour 45 or two hours, I'm like, all right, you have to prove to me that this is fucking worth it because, (laughs) I don't know, that's a long time. No, I agree. I mean, a movie like Parasite warrants being as long as it is, you know? Oh, yeah, that I can't can't take my fucking eyes off that movie. Oh, for sure. And it's like, what, like two, almost two and a half hours, right? Mm -hmm. Well, and it's, it's almost two and a half hours. And it's, it's also interesting because it's like a domestic drama. Like everything that happens essentially happens in one house. Um, Once again, I would like to, I would like to hearken back to my earlier point. Um, Rich people's house. You never know who's inside. You're welcome. That's it. Bye. (laughs) That's the best. Yeah. Parasite is the the best. Sam, wait, you just nail that argument. You really just like, (laughs) you made that thesis statement earlier. You found your proof and you just concluded it. Way too good. You get the point. You get the point. Yeah, I'm giving that one to you. This is my favorite movie now. (laughs) So dog's freaking out. And then um, I'm very alarmed by everything that happened next because Tim is like, you're hurting this dog. And then what does he do? He just lets it run out the door and run outside. Like, what if the dog just runs out and gets hit by a car? That was like a puppy. Yeah. That was that so is. funny to me when the dog was just let dude, out. He, <laughs> dude, you're not saving this dog. Like, he's all like, yeah, I'm going to help this dog. I'm like, I, I don't know if that's what. Fully abandoned the dog. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, what the fuck? I think he saved the dog from a fate worse than death. I mean, we all saw what happens. Like, he knows. That's true. That is true. <laughs> we didn't see where that dog ran. You know what? It's Honestly, a suburban neighborhood. It's probably a cul-de-sac. 
What if someone grabbed the dog and then sacrificed it for some other demon ritual? Well, we'll see that movie in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel. That's the sequel, Dog Oculus. That's really I would watch funny. that. Honestly, I would watch that too. I would watch that. I was I about to say so much more fun. If the movie had just cut and followed the dog for the rest of the movie, I would have been down. If this is suddenly like uh like Airbud Runaway, I would have been super into it. <laughs> homeward Bound with like a twist. Yeah, Homeward Bound with a horror twist. Isn't there like five Airbud sequels? I believe it. I mean, how can you not want to watch this one a... of them? <laughs> yes, exactly. People how can you not want to watch a Golden Retriever dunk baskets and 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 make touchdowns? I mean, come on. Right. So. Tim, uh, he's starting to convince Kaylee that they can just disarm everything and leave. And then she walks into the room and she starts like literally going like, hallelujah. And then she points inside the room. She's like, there it is. And the two cameras in the room, they're facing each other. All the plants are dead as shit. And then she goes to look at the cameras. And it's like, I th- I actually did think this was kind of interesting. Like, I, th- okay, disclaimer. I would have, I thought it would have been more interesting if it showed the cameras just moving on their own. But I did also think it was kind of interesting that, like, you know, it made sense for the rest of the plot because they kind of explain it more later. But, you know, all they see them, like, actually walking in there and, like, moving the cameras themselves and all that. That was kind of cool. I loved it. I thought it was really fun. I think it's way scarier that they were outside of their own bodies and didn't know it. I'm such a hater. I think it's, yeah, way scarier that they didn't even know what they were doing in their own bodies than, like, because then you're the enemy, right? Like, not some mystical force. It's also that was also just a really great way to introduce that element because at that point we didn't know that yeah, like true. the mirror could completely take over your own actions and so to watch that and to watch them watching themselves do that and not remember doing it was was really actually chilling and what I love about Mike Flanagan because he did the same thing in Haunting of Hill House is like he does a really really great job of showing that people are not in control when they're in these situations and mm. they keep they they and the thing is that the second that they moved those cameras. Uh, you see them moving those cameras. I was like, "Oh, it's over. They're not going to win this. There's no way that because you, you know, you can beat a big bad that is a physical manifestation. You can beat a big bad that is um, a spirit that possesses things, but you cannot beat a big bad when you do not have control over your own consciousness." And so it was. It was. I. I fucked. I fucking gagged for that. I was so into it. <laughs> I was so into it. <laughs> You said I fucked. I thought you were going to say you fucked the mirror. I did, indeed. The mirror's having my Did you buy this mirror? I did. It's actually hanging right over here. (laughs) Did you? Oh, I I was going to say this earlier, but you know that um, I read that Mike Flanagan actually puts that mirror into a shit ton of his movies. Apparently, it was in Hill House and Dr. Sleep, and like he did like uh, one of the Ouija movies, and it was in that, too. He puts it in like all his movies. I'm going to Google that. that. That's fun. Well, once you have have that giant set piece, it's the only place for that mirror to be is in horror movies. Yeah, that's sitting in his fucking storage box, and every time there's a movie, he's like, dude, I paid too much for this fucking mirror. Like, of course I'm going to use it again. Okay, another quick Haunting of Hill House shout-out. If you go on YouTube, you can see you, there's like a there's an edit um, where they show all of the, like, hidden uh, ghosts in Haunting of Hill House. And I, what you realize... There's so have many. You seen it's it? so fun. Well, there's I caught a, a bunch crazy. by myself. I was really proud. I didn't catch a single one! <laughs> None of them? None of them. Maybe one or two. What do you mean? I maybe caught one or two. I like the obvious ones I caught. But like at every, like there are at least 40, I think, where he just inserted a There's face. A it was so, God, I, awesome. I, uh, I might regret saying this. I have such a boner for Mike Flanagan. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really alarmed that you didn't see any of them. 
I, like, I'm wondering if you even watch the show now. <laughs> I I did watch the show. Again, I get very scared watching these things, so I'm not always at my most observant because I'm trying not to have a panic attack. <laughs> Are you sure the mirror isn't just giving you different thoughts and you just think you saw the show? <laughs> yeah, it's probably the mirror. Let's be real. Show us the mirror. Shouldn't you have, said you had it. Shouldn't, shouldn't have fucked that mirror. God, that's such a mistake. <laughs> shouldn't have done that. My my worst one night stand ever. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, young Kaylee, she sees Marie just kind of like standing in front of her like a creep, and then Marie turns into full blown angry wine mom. Also, it was so hard to write these notes because it's like there's young Kylie one scene, and then the very next scene it's old Kylie, and then it's young, and then old, and I'm like the 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 jumping back and forth got to me a little bit. I loved I will, it. I will say that. I loved it. I loved it. I loved when they crossed over when they were definitely on the same set together i loved it when they were both going up the stairs at the same time loved it i loved it when it like really <laughs> climaxed and it was like you don't know if they're in the past or the present that was cool throughout the movie the buildup of all the crossing over i got a little tired of it i think it kept it interesting personally at this point marie she's full-blown wine mom uh she's at dinner asking her kids she's like who's the woman in the office oh, when she made toast and cereal for dinner <laughs> Just the burnt toast sitting in the middle like, of the table. I was like, wait a second. And her dinner's wine. I've absolutely had toast and wine for dinner before when I wasn't really <laughs> depressed. So that's rude. <laughs> you were like, thanks for dragging me. Also, like, I'm, I mean, when I was nine or ten, like, I was fully capable of ordering pizza on the phone myself. You just grab your parents' been... credit card and you order pizza. And, like, mom made cereal for dinner. That's tight. I would have loved to have had cereal for dinner. Maybe I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Dinner I feel like it was sad. I feel like it was like Czech cereal or whatever the oh, we, is. It was like well, listen. Was like, I come from uh, fucking honey bunches of. I oats. come from a house that had bag cereal from the bottom of the aisle, so anything that came in a box is fancy. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I came and also to be. F- Go ahead. Sorry, to, I was just gonna say to be fair, I am drinking gin and juice for lunch. <laughs> it's. I don't know if this Sorry. is lunch right now. It's. I. Uh, it's like it's. Pre Leonard? okay, I'm having gin and juice for pre. You're having a co- you're having you're having a happy hour cocktail. Is what you're having? <laughs> all right, all right. I, I, you, you guys got me. I'm an alcoholic. Thanks. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you? Are you having toast as well? <laughs> <laughs> Great callback, Sam. Thanks. I don't like bread that much. Oh. We. <laughs> Caleb, I don't think we're going to agree on a lot of things. Yeah, just stunned I don't think we are. I don't think we are. I think we are. I'm like, bread is all right. (laughs) I don't know what to say to that. I feel very uncomfortable suddenly. I don't believe that you're a real person now. Most people don't. (laughs) Unless you have like a severe, like intolerance or you have celiac no. there's no excuse to no. not like bread it's bread it's bread no i just i mean i mean i had a tuna sandwich a minute ago like it's it's bread's fine you know it's it's all right i don't love it it's not my first choice well let's keep talking about the movie then because this has become <laughs> let's move you, on from this idiotic conversation a in this relationship <laughs> you you've, you've proven yourself <laughs> you've proven yourself as the biggest shithead on the planet let's move on <laughs> So this was that whole weird fucking um they pretty much come to the conclusion that this uh this guy this guy like the chick he's having an affair with she's living in the house or like she's living in the office cuz he's the son is like yeah I saw her go into the kitchen and like make a sandwich or something and then she went back to the office so I think she's living here and the mom is like oh my god 
And you know this is You're you know right. that's Kate Siegel, Mike Flanagan's wife, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I thought yep. that that was her. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, okay. First of all, also shout out to I can't remember the actress's name off the top of my head, but shout out to the mom who played Starbuck in in um, Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, she does tons of that like sci-fi period piece. She's a, like she's that was the mom in this movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's a Murray. She's uh, awesome. Fucking... She's a powerhouse. I think she's a great actress. She also did that incredible short film with James Vanderbeek about the Power Rangers. Katie Sackoff. Katie Sackoff. Yeah. How do you put mm-hmm. Sackoff? I think Sack, it's Sackoff. Sackoff. Have you Sack have you guys seen off. the Power okay. Rangers short that she did? No. no, it's like a mature, like war zone Power Ranger version of the Power Rangers, where all of the Power Rangers have died off, except for her, who's the Pink Ranger, and James Vanderbeek, who's the Red Ranger, and he has her oh, like shit. he's interrogating her and like torch and like basically like beating her up, and which is horrible, but you know it's like a war movie. Everybody should watch this short. It's it's the Power Rangers movie we all want. As can you send it's it to so us? Cool. I want to watch this. Yeah, I was just gonna say send that to me. Yeah, I'll email it after this. It's so good. It's crazy. Cool. That sounds like a fucking trip. Okay, I'm interested. I'm interested. So they come into the to this conclusion. You know, the chick's living inside the house, and she goes into the room. She finds this. This is another thing that pissed me off. She finds a journal with like actual insane person scribblings all over it, and she's like, "That's the last straw. He's cheating on me." And it was like, "Wait." He wrote like Marisol or something. I think that was her name, Marisol, and like creepy ass writing all over his journal. And it's like, do you think that's that's like love or what you do in an affair? Because I don't. Well, that's what you do when you're in like second grade and you have a crush on somebody, but you don't even actually do that. That's just something that they put in movies. Um, I did not like. I think I think the real part of the movie that I did not like was the development of the mom's sort of spiral basically her descent into badness didn't really sit right with me i think it didn't feel real no it just didn't it it, i understand that she's going crazy but like it felt even too crazy for a crazy person you know what i mean i wanted her descent into badness to just be a little bit quicker and just like just you know just it didn't need the the mighty soul thing it didn't need some of that stuff i wanted to just see it happen because you knew it was happening because they also explained early on that their mother went insane so it was like all right well we already know yeah we already know we can just get there we can get to the dinner where she's drinking wine and there's toast and we can see her looking in the mirror with a c-section scar and like you can just do that more quickly so again i agree with you about the shortening it down um i will say i thought her performance was great and it was really fun you know you expect the dad to be the one getting possessed it was really fun seeing her be the first person to completely lose it i thought that was cool and i didn't actually expect that so i thought that was cool yeah see i thought all the acting was really good it's just the presentation of everything was just uh, a little little weird little weird so she gets all mad she starts breaking shit and then we see the mirror like pretty much just take her like she looks into it and then she sees herself looking back at herself in the mirror and she looks all creepy actually does look legitimately creepy in that scene Mm -hmm. and um then yeah you know that's when the c-section thing comes back it starts like opening up it looks it looks unreal and not in a good way like it looks so did you watch that part sam um like this (laughs) <laughs> for the for the listeners at home, she is looking through her fingers. That's how I watch yes. scary, creepy things. I just look a little. <laughs> I fully looked away. I looked away for a solid 10 to 15 seconds. I was like, no, nah, it's not for me. <laughs> See, we're different people. I was like... <laughs> 
Uh, let me see. What's you, gonna happen? You, and remi- you remind me of my character and and followed. You really do. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> very, very. Drop the mic. <laughs> That's a good point. I do. I do go out of my way to find like all the creepiest shit to like just watch and just like I'm like ah, what's gonna make me not feel. I wish I'd had you to research before I played the role. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I could have showed you some fucked up shit. I always, um, I have the, I have this really fun story that I think kind of like explains me and my dynamic of this podcast very well. I have another bud who started a podcast like a while ago, not horror movies whatsoever, just other shit. And I was like, Hey man, you want to come on my show sometime and like do horror movies? He was like, Oh yeah, that could be cool. Cause I don't watch horror movies. So it might be a cool perspective. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. And then I started sitting there. I was going to show him like just a B movie. And then I was like, wait, I want to show you something really fucked up. Like something like terribly fucked up. And he was like, Oh, like what? And then I started explaining it to him. I don't remember. It was either like a Serbian film or 120 days of Sodom. And and I started explaining it to him a little bit, and then he was just like, he he read it, he started typing, and they stopped typing, and then it was like 10 minutes later, <laughs> and then he sends me a message, and he's like, Caleb, I don't want to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh my god. And I was like, you sure, man? It's not that bad. He was like, yeah, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not suggesting a Serbian film to us. I really appreciate that. Yeah, clearly neither of us could have handled it. No. See, I don't suggest it. It's more just like, hey, you want to have a terrible time? You want to have like a really bad night? (laughs) You know, there are people in the world who really do seek that out. There's something about it that's very cathartic for them. I'll never understand. I will truly never understand that. I am a pleasure-driven person. I am am all about feeling good. So hard pass. (laughs) I know what I like. And yeah, hard pass. Thanks for for telling us about the Serbian film. Oh well, good disclaimer: I don't like that movie. It did. It almost, I almost puked. Like it was the only movie that ever like really gave me an actual gag reflex and like literally made me want to throw. That's up. wild. I yep. Okay. <laughs> Probably don't want to watch it. So yeah, she starts breaking shit. She looks dumb as hell. I I just I I want to bring about C session thing because that CGI looked fucking terrible. It looked like her blood was like almost like just. It looked like her blood from that C section was in like space. Like there was no gravity and it was just like flopping around mm. i don't know i don't like it so the kids run into the room the mother starts choking tim like immediately she's just like ah, i'm gonna kill you and then they have to rough her up a little bit to get her the fuck off and then now alan gets home and he hears his freak of a wife slamming on the door upstairs and she walks or he walks over to her like, like a fucking freak and then she starts getting like slap happy with him like she's just like ah, which i thought was weird because i was like you're a demon why aren't you like biting him and ripping his face off why are you just slapping him yeah it was very, uh, very, very meritable. Merit, merit. What's the word I'm looking for? Meritable Merit- couple. Meritable. Yeah, I will say the like the possession was very much like a heightened like their the issues in their marriage just pulled to an extreme point. Um, there was one little thing yeah. that I want to credit them for, which is that after she started throwing all of her husband's office stuff, they cut to her and she's cleaning it up. And I was like, that is that is super like a person who's in a bad marriage and is losing it. That is exactly what they would do. And then the kids walk in and then she starts choking her her daughter or her son. And I was son. Like, See, that's why I didn't like it. That's why I didn't like it. Because I was like, that's what a married person would do, not a possessed person. But but the possession is that like the real feelings that they have are just like to the three. Like, just amplified. Yeah, super duper amplified, which is also why because you see her fighting against it like cleaning up the stuff in the office you see her going back and forth between like losing her mind and her grip on reality and like knowing she's losing her mind but trying to hang on but you know of course that's the actor in me being like this is what the character's doing i loved it i loved it 
You know, Matthew, for someone who didn't like this movie that much, you're sure giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm going to give him this one little I thing, think... and then this one, and then these ten more things. I think I didn't like the first third. <laughs> I didn't think I liked the first act of the movie. I think that was my problem. I think that it, they set it all up too slowly, and that's why I was just kind of like, eh. But, but, you know, and then, well, no. We'll get, we're going to get to my some of my issues pretty soon. Listen, exposition is hard, okay? Exposition is very hard. <laughs> You're doing this thing that I do with a lot of movies where, like, I watch it and I'm like, fuck this movie. And then I start talking about it. I'm like, wait, did I like this? Yeah, I think maybe I'm t- falling in love with it as I talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like yeah. it. It really sounds like it. <laughs> so uh, the, the husband, he fucking puts her ass to sleep. Like, he straight up just puts her in a chokehold and she's out. And then he starts calling the cops, the lights flicker, and then we see, you know, the whole calling thing isn't working, because that's a whole thing, too. Like, if you're in the house or something, or, like... And her radius of influence is what the daughter called it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that part was really weird, because, like, even in the house later, like, with the old parts of them, you know, like, they had, like, this kind of barrier around the mirror, but then it looked like the barrier was, like, getting bigger. It did. remember when the plants died, they only died in that one room. Oh, it got... Yes, it got... Because remember, she was... She would, like, measure... That's why she put plants in so many places. It was because she checked, like, the measure of where it started to affect things. And then, then, like, when the power went out, they had to pull up all those lights because it was affecting more and more and more. I thought you were saying that the physical mirror itself got bigger, which would have been really cool. Oh, no, that no, would have no, been no, no. Super dope. No, that that would have been the whole budget. <laughs> That's true. Yes, Building a large buy more mirrors. That's <laughs> true. That and where would you even find a mirror like that? Where would you find another one like that? You wouldn't. Props building it every time. I guess guess that's why it's an antique. Yes. Mm. So that all happens. The uh, husband he, putting he, her he, into a sleeper hold, that was brutal. That was cool. I that was a moment no, that, that was, I liked too. I was I, like, yeah, he's not gonna try to kill his wife. He's gonna he's gonna knock her out because she's losing it. It was it was it was an interesting moment. I wanna point out at this point, I looked over to my fiance, who's also named Caleb, by the way. <laughs> oh, that's the I said, <laughs> I said, Hey, uh, I said, Do you know how to do that? And he was like of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really you cool. heard it here first. If you find me that's... passed out, <laughs> okay, that's crazy. A little, a oh little, shit! And a little intimidating. <laughs> Just so much confidence. We hear these stupid fucking whispers again and he gets this look in his eye and he drags his wife off and then Kaylee keeps looking out the door and she sees her dad walking by with some chairs and then the next day he sits down with uh, young Tim and Kaylee and he's like alright guys stay out of the room because I locked your mother in it so just don't go there and he's like go play video games in the office because he's just obviously trying to get them possessed and uh, then older Kaylee she's holding we go back to older Kaylee she's holding a box of light bulbs oh <sighs> And it kind of, like, goes away for a second. It goes back, and I guess she took a bite out of a light bulb? So she comes in. She keeps. She set all those timers so they would eat and, like, pay attention to things. We also haven't talked about the fact that she set a timer for her husband to call her every hour, and we still haven't talked about the fact that, that she has a husband. Yeah. <laughs> just, just shocking, because what did he think he was calling her for? <laughs> I, think we mentioned, I think we, like, mentioned I, it. I mean, what did, what did she tell him? Like, hey, call me every hour on the... She said that because she was, she was hanging out with her brother who just came out of an insane asylum, but, like, wouldn't he do the good husband thing and yes. be like, how about I come also? Anyway, skipping ahead, but that light bulb oh, thing... I loved the light bulb thing because when she walked in, so they're having a snack. She grabs an apple. 
When she walks in and she takes a big juicy bite of that apple and then sets it down to change a light bulb, I was like, nope. I stood up and I had to walk away. I was like, bitch is going to eat a light bulb. Bitch is going to eat a light bulb. I can't. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. That's so funny because I... In my head, I was like, oh, the apple's going to rot because the uh, possession is spreading. I did oh. not see it coming. It's because you heard you heard the crunch of the apple, and it was, like, so mm-hmm. in frame and so red and so, like, obvious. I was like, bitch is going to eat a light bulb. And then when she put it down next to the light bulb, I was like, here we go. I thought it was awesome. And then she did, but she didn't, but she did. Like, it went back and forth whether she actually did. I did. I did text. I texted my friend Jesse at this point, And I was like, fuck, she just bit into a light bulb. And then I was like, oh, no, she didn't. Oh, no, yes, she did. Oh, no, she didn't. I don't know what's happening. It was crazy. See, that was my reaction to everything that happened in this movie. Oh, they did it. Oh, they did. Oh, wait, wait, baby. No. Uh, wait, what? There was a lot. There was, there was, there was too much of that. There was, see, that's what, that's what I didn't like about the movie. There was too much of that. I was like, I want a little bit more concrete what is happening. So, yeah, I did not love that. I liked it for the light bulb moment, but my, here's my thing. If you're going to set up a, if you're going to set up a world where they really don't know, you really don't know what's going on, reserve it for like the really big moments uh, after you've let us know that that's what the game is. You know, they let us know that that was what the game was. Then they did it for the big moments. And then they also did it for all of the little moments. And I was just, at that point, I was like, I'm, I don't feel invested. We know what's happening. Exactly. We know what's happening. I don't feel invested because I don't know. I actually don't know what's happening. I don't know what like the real story is here. So it was, it just leaned too heavy into that, which I think when you look at Haunting of Hill House, which he made later and is very similar. It's so clear. He does it's a, so fucking a clear. superb job with it. It's like really, really uh, clean and crisp, and you know when you're, y- yeah. Anyways, well, on that, what I read is that this actually like it isn't his preparation for Hell House. This was actually like based off of a short of Ouija three or Ouija three. Why did I say Ouija? I sound like such a douche. Uh, yeah, Ouija three. Apparently, it was like a short, and he kind of based it off of that, and then he did the movie later or something. That's my understanding of oh, it. Oh, interesting. Okay, huh. it's just crazy how similar it is to Haunting of Hell House. It really blows my. Well, that's probably why... Well, no, actually, I was going to say that's probably why they picked him, but he created Haltic of Hill House. So that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Huh. Okay, well, young Kylie is uh, yelling at her dad because they're out of food and TV, and then the doctors aren't being called for Mama, and he's like, what princess? Okay, that's on my list. What princess? Okay, that's the on my list. The princess thing bothered me. Why was he suddenly calling her princess so much? I didn't understand. She was probably uncomfortable with that. She was like, you've never called me that before. Stop, please. <laughs> Also, I wish they had explained why kids couldn't be possessed. Like, why weren't the kids? Could they not? In the movie, no. They were, They never, the kids were fine. They never got possessed as children. The only theory I have of that is like, okay, when we see the dad and the mom get possessed, we see like those distinctive scenes where it's kind of like they look at the mirror and it's like their eyes get all big and they're like, whoa, I'm possessed. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, we didn't see the kids do that. So the only explanation I have is they didn't spend enough time in that room because they oh, weren't allowed in the totally, office totally totally that makes sense that actually does make sense that's the only thing i could think yeah. of i hear what you're saying totally okay so fair yeah. we decided good that. explanation so she decides that she's gonna go into the room and tell her mom that she's out of food and then she opens the door and marie isn't in the bed there's broken shit everywhere there's blood everywhere and then marie is she's like just a fucking chained freak like she looks like she looks kind of similar to linda blair and the exorcist right now mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was it was brutal i was yeah 
It was gross and brutal. It was insane. She looked creepy. Terrifying. I like that. I like a lot of the ghosts and stuff because I do this ghost thing where you see like, you know, the, these ghost demons of like the people that died in the windows and some shit sometimes. I thought they all looked terrible. <laughs> yeah. There was one scene. Um, It's later, but they put them all together. That looked good. But when they were like all just alone, oh my God. God, they look like shit, dude. Like their eyes look so fucking stupid. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't do much for me. It did. I didn't like dislike it, but it really didn't add anything for me to see them. Nah, they could have just not been there. But that's another thing too. Uh, like you said in that haunting of Hill House thing, how he just puts ghosts in scenes. Like these ones obviously weren't like you know like kind of nonchalant. Like they were fucking there, but it still it's, it seems like it's something Mike Flanagan likes to do. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think he also had. He had Netflix budget money for Haunting of Hill House. Haunting so of Hill House. Let's keep that in mind. <laughs> that is very you, true. You have 40 That's ghosts extra point. worth of money to toss around. What do you, How do you... Okay, you guys might know this better than me. Um, what is? How do budgets work like for a TV series? Do they get like certain budgets for each episode or for the entire series? Or how does that work? From what I know, it kind of depends on when they get put... like. Some shows are made like you make a pilot or something, for example, on like a limited budget, and then they get picked up by Netflix and Netflix will up the budget for the rest of it. Um, I think usually it's per episode, but if you run like uh, a lot of times, like I've heard, for example, in like Breaking Bad, the budget can carry over to the next episode if they don't use as much. Like, do you guys remember the fly episode of Breaking Bad? where he's just alone and yes. it's terrible like it like won yes. an Emmy or something but I thought it was awful uh but that episode oh I like all- that episode <laughs> see Caleb we just that tracks um that tracks. So, but that episode was all filmed in one location with only um Brian Cranston because they ran out of money <gasps> oh really yeah. From what? That's from, fascinating. From the googling, from the googling that we did, I respect that even more. Yeah, I respect that even more now, though, because I really like and the fact that he run that they won an Emmy off of that episode, cool. and they were just like, yeah, we had no fucking money, so we just did something about Brian Cranston chasing a fucking fly. Yeah, I mean, fact check me on this because this is just like stuff I found on the internet, but I'm pretty sure that that's what happened. So, so yeah, so I think it depends on the show and depends on how they. I have a feeling it. for like a for a limited series or a mini series, I think that they'll sometimes just give you an. an an umbrella budget they'll just give you uh the way that they would shoot a movie they would just give you a full budget to shoot the whole thing that would make sense Hmm. yeah i feel like haunting of hill house seems like something that they had just they knew with the budget because that's also the kind of show like they had six to eight episodes they would have planned out every single Hmm. episode and every single budget before they even shot so they it it wouldn't have made a difference if it was episode to episode they probably had a full budget to begin Mm -hmm. with when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I'm still going to talk shit on how these ghosts look because, like we said earlier, what the fuck did the five million go to? Yeah, I... This was was Blum money. I mean, I know you said they had Netflix money, but they also had Blum money for this one. I agree. I don't think the ghosts look that great. Yeah. And I don't know what they use the budget on. Like, I really don't. I wish I knew. Was it the mirror? I don't know. <laughs> was it just the mirror? Was this when he bought the it mirror? It was just the mirror. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. The, the, I, if you had asked me what I thought the budget for this movie was, I would have guessed $2 million. Yeah. 
100%. I don't know what the rest of it went toward. Like, the only thing I can think of is the actors and actresses. It must have all went to them. Nah, they weren't. None like, of them. Like, I don't feel like any of them were. Yeah. Brenton Thwaites wasn't a series regular yet, um, which he is now. Karen wasn't that big either no. yet, yet either. So, I mean, she hadn't even done Guardians. I mean, now she's fucking huge after doing Guardians yeah. and shit. But well, Blumhouse also, Blumhouse also keeps a bunch in their pockets for marketing. So, they probably spent. A million dollars on marketing. They might have. Yeah, which is oh, probably. Oh, you know what? No, they spent three million on marketing. Oh, there you go. I nailed it. Two million dollars of the movie. Three million on marketing. <laughs> there we go. There we it. go. <laughs> which is why the movie right. probably ended up making so much because they spend so much on marketing. Yeah, that is how most Blumhouse movies go, though. You know, like they get so much fucking money because they market it so much, and then years down the line, it's those movies that people don't talk about anymore, <laughs> except for like a select few. Mm-hmm. That's actually. Fair, a fair, a fair statement. <laughs> so now, um, Alan, he grounds his kids for disobeying, and what grounding means is that they can't leave the house, but they really weren't ever leaving the house anyway, except for to like play laser tag one time because they weren't allowed in the house. We're assuming that it's like summer, right? We're assuming that these kids don't have school because it's summer. I just wanted to <laughs> just want to check. Yeah, that would make sense because they're home all the time. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to exactly. be. Or they're just like really uh, not taken care of. Or <laughs> that. <laughs> so now she starts uh she as in a uh, little fucking um marie the mom amy Ka- Kay- kaylee. kaylee kaylee little kaylee starts trying to call the doctors and she's like all of them said have your father call with the same voice so it's like oh they can't, can't call people can't call it's coming from inside the house <laughs> So now Kaylee walks off, and she brings this guy, Bob, over. Of course, his name is Bob. Uh, And Alan shuts it down real fucking fast. He's like, yeah, no, I'm sorry that my kid's an idiot. She shouldn't have brought you over here. Sorry, just leave. Let's let's golf later. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. People (laughs) really need to believe children when they talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. That drives me so alarmed. Crazy. Uh, That drives me so nuts. I actually also today learned about a friend of mine who watched the TV show Unsolved Mysteries, and there was a woman who had kidnapped her children on that show. And my friend had that exact woman in his uh, PE class as the substitute teacher, called called the police. The police did not believe him. His parents did not believe him. 30 years later, he was interviewed on a podcast, and they did research, and they found out that it was actually the woman from Unsolved Mysteries who had kidnapped her children. So... All I want to say is, like, believe children when they tell you that some shit is going down. I mean, come on. believe that, like, okay, if you're really, like, in that mindset of, like, no, I don't think this sounds real, just fucking investigate it. Like, that's, like, that is, I know this Bob guy isn't a fucking professional, but you know what? As a decent fucking human being, look into it. Yeah, when a 10-year-old girl comes to you and says that this shit's going down. You know, you guys, we're neglecting the fact that he walks into the doorway, which is right by the office, which is where the mirror is. So you don't think that the the the, mm. the breach of the mirror expanded to the doorway at that point? Because I think oh, it did. God. Oh God, I think it did. Funny. No, that's that's a good point. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was. I don't want to give that to Flanagan this time. <laughs> I wish that they had made. If that's if that was the case, I wish that they had given us a clue. I mean, you know, yeah, but but then if they would have d- like you know done some s- 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 whispers or a little sparkle in the eye, you guys wouldn't like it either. So. <laughs> then we would complain. We'd be complaining. We'd be like, uh, we'd be like, oh, they're telling us too much. We already knew that, you fucking idiots. I will say, I would have given it to them. 
<laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't. You say that, that now. You say that now. If we were watching it, we would have been like, "That's the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing ever." <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, it makes a really good point. We would have shit on it yeah. either way. Like, there's no sure. fucking way. So now old Kylie, Kaylee, passes out for a second, and when she wakes up, <laughs> this man is so fucking bad. She's standing in front of the mirror, like, waiting to get destroyed by her stabbing mechanism, and she just looks at the mirror, she's like, very clever. <laughs> I liked that. I liked it. I liked it. I just thought it was so funny that she's just standing around just talking to this mirror. I mean, at this point, right? At this point, we're just wondering which one of the kids is going to die, right? Like, it's just a countdown to who dies first at this point. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. You could see, like, they have no control. Like, there's just no... No, they, like, close their eyes and then they're in the bathroom. It's like, that's... (laughs) That was like me in college. Like, you just... It's not fun. (laughs) That's horrible, Sam. I drank a lot. So, let's talk about that college thing. I had a lot of fun in college. Yeah, I believe it. Damn, we would have had so much fun partying together in college, I Sam. Uh, I know, two ships in the fine. night, my love. Two ships in the night, but hey, you know what? We got, we got a party after shooting days, so it's okay. I know, three ships in the night. I would have had so much fun showing you guys terrible movies. <laughs> Ruining your college experience. Yeah, you're invited next time. <laughs> traumatizing you guys for the rest of your schooling so she gets this call right after and it's michael the husband dude and then she lifts up her phone to record him and she sees him on the camera so i guess that's like they were trying to make that some rule mm-hmm. you know and i don't mm. was that a rule that was confusing to me too i didn't understand whether like if you were caught on camera it it didn't make any sense so, Sam, you had someone explaining this movie to you. Do you have any take on that? I mean, I feel like we established in the beginning that the cameras were catching what was actually happening because as soon as we saw that scene play back where they were moving the cameras themselves, it was like, oh, the camera actually catches what's really going on um, versus what they see in their heads. So that that made sense to me. I feel like the phone, from the beginning, she was like, it can control the phones, blah, blah, blah. So Okay, yep. that's fair. That's fair. Did I skip over her killing her husband? Yeah, you yes, missed the part really where she stabbed her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah, because that was the phone thing. Uh, she sh- she points the phone at her husband because uh, her husband walks into the room and she gets scared. She thinks her mother pops up behind her, and then she fucking stabs him in the neck. And she's just like standing around for a while. She's like, "No, it's okay. It's not him. We're fine." And she gets a call from him, and then she's like, "Hmm, maybe let me check on the phone." And then yeah, that's when she realizes he's dead. I think the fact that we just skipped over that part tells you how much we cared as a whole about her husband. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he. Yeah, I had it written down, and I still. Yeah, right, it. exactly. <laughs> I, he he was like such an, a non-player in this, which is funny because he could have been really fun to see her relationship with someone other than her family to see like it would have established a little more characterization for her and also yeah he could have been a pivotal yeah character. it could have been nice to see a little bit of a relationship um and I think also it would have been interesting to know. We could have had a little side. I don't want to break the tension by bringing in a side plot, but I'm curious what he thought he was. She was doing at this time, like because he I went agree. back to the house. Like I'm, I'm cur- I'm just really curious about him. I feel like he could have had some fun. I think that that relationship could have been developed more. I also just think that the, the that Tim Bo's life could have been developed more too. I, like I didn't really care that much about Tim. I was like, yeah, you got out of the asylum to be dragged back into this, and like it's all gonna go wrong, and that's that. And then he was just annoying the whole time while this other chick is like giving us actual plot points. Like as a yeah, I found him a little. I found him a little irritating. I did. I will say yeah, that. yeah. In a real life sense, I guess it makes sense, but as a viewer, yeah, 
you just don't fucking care yeah, about him. Yeah, you just didn't care that much about him. And also, okay, so this is where the movie for me got a little... Wait, wait, wait. Matthew, I'm sorry. We're talking. Sam, did you care about him? Uh, the brother? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, now Matthew, go on. This this is where the movie sort of like, is it happening? Is it not happening? Got a little rough around the edges for me because she's talking about how like it, she couldn't have stabbed her husband in the neck because it, the plate wasn't there. But I didn't really understand what plate it was until later when it was the mom had to had The mother's yeah, plate. Yeah, the mother's plate. It was the mother's it plate. It was just a little... And they showed that earlier, though, didn't they? Wasn't it like before that they showed the mom because she, the husband, kept bringing the food to her, and he was bringing it in like this obnoxiously large, like salad bowl. Yeah, maybe that's. And then what I it think was. what we got from that is that she broke the salad bowl because she was like eating, and then she wasn't eating, and that's when uh, it's a little bit later. But and I guess like, at one point plate. she's chew, she's literally chewing on the plate. Oh yeah. Yeah. This this part with the husband dying didn't do much for me. It was a little confusing, and it wasn't. I didn't care very much. So that was. Well, no, because his only, his only, his only, his only character, like the only reason this character was in this movie, was for the phone call. Yeah, truly, truly, uh, and we'll also the shot earlier when we see them laying in bed together and we see his arms because he had really nice arms. <laughs> yeah, that did happen. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, I'll give him that. He did have good arms. <laughs> yeah, very, very nice. <laughs> So anyway, they freak out. They run inside. Uh, Tim calls for help, and then lights start turning on. They see themselves inside, and then Tim's like, oh, my God, we're in there. He's trying to draw us in. And then Tim calls the police again, and he gets that dumb voice. It's like, your father has to call. And it's like, your father has to call. Your father has to call. It's like, I hated that so much. I didn't mind The it. first voice, no, well, the first time he said your father has to call, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, you're doing that again. But then when they made the voice, like, distort, it just sounded dumb. Oh, I didn't even remember the voice distorting, but I agree with you. If it, if it did distort, then I agree with you there. <laughs> I don't even remember that happening. If it did, I agree. I thought it was cool how he actually calls 911 the first time, though. And they reveal, re- they reveal that later. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That was that was kind of weird because that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, he actually called nine one one the first time, but then they again they made me question my fucking sanity. Yeah, that was that maybe was that's where the I thought point, it. guys. Maybe you're supposed to question yourself. That's what I'm Dude, saying. It was good. I liked that. Don't part. Sam. <laughs> don't don't attack me. <laughs> don't attack me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back to the young versions and dad is being a huge mirror hugger and the mom is eating an entire plate and then alan lets uh the marie loose and then now the young versions are locked inside the bathroom with marie on the other side and kylie makes a plan to help tim escape and they run out marie comes out for a second uh and uh little kaylee bashes her mom in the side of the head with a golf club so i was like all right cool let's get us some balls and then uh, Kaylee goes full badass. She s- jumps out the second story window to escape, uh, you know, to get out of there. Yeah. This whole sequence was really dope. I really like this. The The whole action sequence was really awesome. That was pretty cool. But then we see a dumb ghost that ruins the, re- the end of it. <laughs> I don't remember. Are you talking about, are you talking about Kate Siegel's ghost? <laughs> Is that the ghost it was? I don't remember which ghost. Oh. I just remember looking at it and I was like, uh. That was the one ghost reveal that I liked. That was the only ghost reveal that I was like down was the only one the rest of them i didn't really care for but that one i was down for we're getting to the one that i care about the only literally i wrote it down the only scene in the movie that i liked so timbo sees the ghost dad they keep doing this whole fucking parallel thing in which you know they're doing the same things in present day that they were doing as children like they're just like reenact they're literally showing us the children's scene and then showing them doing their scene i was like oh my 
fucking god. And young Kaylee is getting choked the fuck out by her shitty teeth mom. And then she starts to have some heart, and she's like, oh, this is my daughter I'm choking. But then, whoops, too late. Alan shoots her. She's dead. No more mom. Bye. I liked it. That's the end. I liked all of that. <laughs> Anticlimactic. <laughs> I want to know how they shot it and how they how they actually filmed that because the crossovers between the two um, the 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 past and the present happening at the same time um, the cuts were so well done I thought the editing was great for this especially yeah, the edit- for the sequence. Yeah. I do want to know how that little girl played getting choked. She so did well. it twice too. Yeah, she a lot of t- dude. She got choked so yeah. many times. I was like, I feel bad for this little girl. Why is it he? Why are they only going for her? Well, and you know that they would call cut and the um the actress playing the mom who looks terrifying and is choking this child. Every time they call cut, would be like, Are you okay? You do you feeling good? I I don't. I, are you are you comfortable? Because right. hi, you're an adult woman choking a nine year old on set. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I feel like it wasn't her. Did they did they show her like in the whole set? Or in the whole shot, like, actually choking it? Because oh, I feel yeah. like what I remember is it was the hands. Like, they showed, you know, when it showed the little girl. No, I think there was a wider shot. Uh, I do think I do think they showed I think so. Time. I can't remember exactly. I think so. But I remember I thought about the same thing. I was like, I wonder, like, yeah. what stunt. I, wa- I don't know the rules also of working stunts like that with children. Like, I'm sure they're pretty intense. Well, a lot of the times they'll, like, they'll either... This obviously wasn't a double. This was 100% her, but um, because it was a close-up on her face. But, like, sometimes, you know, they'll either get a different kid to do it or, like, a dummy or something like that. This obviously wasn't that. So sometimes they'll get, like, a less scary person doing it. So you'll just get the shot of, like, you know, the kid laying on the ground or whatever and then just the hands. Mm -hmm. But what I can't remember is if it was a full shot or not. So, I mean, like, usually in those situations, they'd get, like, just some other person, like, say someone they're comfortable with, like, maybe their parent or something, or, like, maybe not their parent because you don't want your parent to choke you, but maybe just someone that, like, you know, it's kind of funny or something or playful that you can tell them a story, like, hey, this is just make-believe. But in this one, I do feel like you guys are right. I feel like they did show a full shot, so I don't know how they did that. They might have traumatized this child. I mean, she's fine. She was in Captain Fantastic, and she was really good, so... I was gonna say she seems <laughs> that doesn't mean you know, she's not. You know, traumatized. working young actors are just absolutely not traumatized. <laughs> no, none of them have issues. Yeah, whatsoever. let's let's just look at all the interviews with child actors, and we can confirm that none of them are traumatized with all the good roles they play. One of them has problems. <laughs> I will say, Mike. When did you guys start acting? Oh, I mean, do you count when I acted in like the Cafe Gymatorium in elementary school, or do you count like when yeah, exactly. I moved to LA? Cafe Gymatorium. Cafe Gymatorium. Yeah, they were Cafe Gymatorium. It's a cafeteria, a gym, and an auditorium. They were small, small okay. rural, rural towns. <laughs> I had a Cafe Gymatorium. We just never called it that at my school. But... Yeah, you know that's what I'm thinking. Like I had that, but I've never heard it like actually yeah, called that. That's impressive. It. Did you make that I, up on no, your? I'm going to start. I don't think so. I think I heard it on TV. <laughs> You should have just claimed it. Been like, of course I made that up. Are you kidding? So Copyright. if we're counting that, I started acting when I was like six. Yeah, if we're counting that, I started when I was five. My first professional job was when I think I was twenty-one. Yeah, I think I got paid. Okay, well, I'm not 18. an actor, and if we, I'm not an actor, and if you want to count that, then yeah, I started acting when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like, when I was like a tree in the school. That shit counts. Fucking musical. <laughs> I'm an actor. There what can go. I yeah. say? Mm-hmm. I'm famous. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yeah, your uh, your freshman year of high school production of The Crucible was really really revolutionary. We all really loved. <laughs> high school, you're giving me too much credit. You act like I wasn't a social ball of anxiety. <laughs> well, listen, just because we were actors doesn't mean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why do you think I have a podcast? It's because no one sees me. <laughs> no, except for you guys. Why do you think I have a podcast? Because all I want to do is be seen and heard. <laughs> Oh God! Now it's becoming a therapy session. Here we go. All right, guys. Now to the new therapy episode. So we see that uh, the scene from earlier: the kids trying to break the mirror with golf clubs, but the mirror won't let okay, them. Okay, this is where they needed to be hitting the actual mirror. I, I, yes, I wanted them to be hitting it, and I wanted that because like they showed it earlier where they're like hitting it, and I was like, okay, show me them actually hitting yeah. it, and it just not breaking. That'd be fucking awesome. And, you know why they didn't? Why? Because they didn't. Because it's a real mirror and they would have broken yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, but here's the thing. If the kids are unaffected by the mirror, if they're unaffected by the possession, then they should be able to actually hit the mirror. The mirror should not be able to influence them away from hitting the mirror. That was where I felt like the movie broke its, ru- its own rule. Okay, but then we also don't know when are they influenced. Is it just when they're by them or is it when they actually get that pivotal moment where they're fucking possessed? Like, we don't know. But then also this movie kind of breaks its rules over and over again because sometimes it seems the like it's rules doing are unclear. that. And sometimes the rules are a little unclear. I I think that the kids were just unaffected, but for some reason, that was the one thing that affected them. Anyways. See, my biggest issue with rules is like, okay, if you're going to have rules and you're going to be like serious about the rules, then stick to them and make them good. If you're going to throw out rules and they don't fucking matter and you're proving to me over and over again that they don't fucking matter and you're just saying it because it's funny, I like that. I like that. But I don't like that they're just like, ah, maybe this is a rule, maybe this isn't. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I love rules. <laughs> <laughs> I love ordinance. <laughs> I love rules. I love ordinance. I love things that make sense. And this was where and this, this is the one moment I can say that the movie really broke its own rule, and I was un- unhappy about it. The one moment. All right, Matthew. So Alan walks in. He starts saying, "He's like, I am the devil himself," and he tries to shoot Kaylee. So Tim gets pissed, and he golf clubs him, and then uh, she starts getting choked again for like the thirtieth time. So really, I don't, I don't know. How did, how did uh, Tim end up with all the trauma and she's just fine when she got choked every five I mean, five I'm going to say. She is definitely traumatized. She she's spent like years of her life putting together this like full metal jacket she knows plan. The, she knows how far the mirror is from the master bedroom in terms of d- number of feet in the house. Like she's traumatized. <laughs> she is, tra- okay, she is traumatized, but she's repressing it and he's very much not. And I feel like he should be the one repressing things. That's fair, but he did go through 15 years of psycho- psych- psychiatric treatment. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also, you know, he did. Shot, well, you haven't got, said this yet, but then Tim shoots his dad in the back of the head or no, in the front. He fa- he's facing no, the front because yeah, because he points the gun at him, and then his dad kind of just gets down on his knees, and he grabs the gun, and he technically the dad. This is what I was going to say. I don't think the son shoots the dad. I think that's what the conclusion we came no, to. He but doesn't. the dad puts his hand on the trigger. The dad pulls the trigger. Yes, because oh. what everyone saw on the outside with the cops mm-hmm. seeing everything, they're like, "Oh yeah, he fucking pulled the trigger because he's holding the gun and whatnot." But no, the dad put his hand on the gun. He pulled the trigger for him because he was all like, "I'm ready." Yeah, and then he wasn't doing no, that's it. That's a good point. The son wasn't doing it, so he did it for him. Wait a minute. Maybe the way to break the mirror is to kill yourself if you're possessed. But the mirror didn't break. But the, remember the mirror cracked, cracked when the dad died. Yeah. Okay, cracked. Huh. Interesting. Are we going to give it that, Matthew? I don't know. <laughs> I, you know what? And you're right. It's that that uh, the, the golf club moment isn't the one moment that they break their own rule. Because, again, they kind of didn't establish. They broke, it, they broke it right after. <laughs> yeah. the, mirror, the, the mirror breaking never really makes sense, does it? No, it doesn't. So let's conclude this. So this is 
right here he tells the kid to run after he kills him he's like right before uh, or right before he kills him he's like you gotta run and they don't and this is the only cool scene in the movie because this is when all the ghosts like every single ghost that the mirror is killed pulls up and they're like standing all in front of the kids it's like fucking what like 15 of them and honestly i thought these ghosts look shitty in every other scene i really like this scene I really fucking like this one. Like, they look creepy as hell. And then one of them opens its mouth and an alarm sound came out. Yes, that was cool. I really loved that. Awesome. That was fucking you could tell cool. They, like, they CGI'd, like, all their faces. So all their jaws, like, looked like they dislocated their face, elongated. Like, that was yeah. really what sold the, the monsterism of them. Um, that yeah. was that was really tight and like the 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 alarm noise that came out was like so jarring that was awesome i loved that yeah, that was good yeah because it was weird you don't expect you like their jaw drop like a second before and you expect them to scream and then that alarm is just like <clears throat> i was like oh shit like that actually like, is kind of scary that would callback. freak me out yeah what a great callback to the term the where we actually are now i thought that was awesome so now we conclude the only scene I liked in the movie. Back to me hating it. So Tim wakes up. He's sitting in front of the mirror, and then Kaylee's gone, and we see her in the same room, but as a young child. And Marie's in the mirror trying to get her to come inside. She's like, come. Come hug me, child. And then she goes over. Uh, a little countdown goes off, and the stabby mechanism comes down and kills Kaylee. Because, like, fucking Tim's standing over there. He's like, where are you, Kaylee? And I guess he can't see her because the mirror's, like, fucking with his mind or whatever, and she's standing right there. And then the little thing goes down, and she gets fucked up that looks like it had to hurt especially since she didn't die immediately oh, oh my yeah she God. didn't die immediately holy i don't shit. know how you wouldn't die immediately because that would just sever sever your spinal cord for sure oh you're dead okay so again <laughs> why was he pulling the trigger for this thing to break the mirror because it had 10 minutes on it right, right? but like again like again this is what confuses me because was that thing even capable of breaking the mirror in the first place they made it seem like it wasn't because if that if that if that weighted anchor could just crack them break the mirror immediately they should have just done it right away right so immediately like just right when they're standing yeah, exactly there. so i'm just confused test it out used by yeah i don't get the timer thing on that i feel like that should have i thought the whole purpose of that was it was just going to be like their initial test like hey look the cameras are on the mirror we have this mechanism on the mirror let's hit it see what it does but they never did that. No. They just kind of set it up like, yeah, obviously. I'd really love to read an interview with Mike Flanagan and have him ex- having him explain all of this stuff. Let's let's contact him and let's uh, do a four-way thing I with this. We need to ask him some fucking questions. I think that's a great idea. And then we can tell him to put Sam and I in his next movie. <laughs> <laughs> use, a little, use it for some little shameless plug-in. Like, yeah, exactly. hey, you know, we're actors. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, yeah, I'm an actor. Do you remember me from Elementary School? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's going to be like, no, you hated my movie. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm exactly. going to be like, of course I hated your movie. It fucking sucked. Now put me in your next one that doesn't suck. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Prove me wrong, Mr. Flanagan, the guy that has much more money and success than me. Prove me wrong. So here's what I will say is that him killing his sister was pretty heartbreaking. Oh, that was sad. That was sad because he, dude, this guy got the shit end of the stick of this whole fucking Huge. movie. Huge. God, poor, poor Brenton Thwaites. I hate that name. Thwaites? Thwaites. That's not a real That's name. A, uh, it's probably a real name. I don't know why you would choose that as your Probably. stage name. So I imagine it's his birth name. That's true. <laughs> he should have changed it. Should have changed it. Brandon. Let's make a new name Well, for you know him. what? Brandon. He plays Nightwing now in a DC series. So I think he's doing just fine. Does yeah, he? He's Nightwing in the new, the dude's in Nightwing? The new Teen Titans series. Yeah. Uh, interesting Shit. casting for Nightwing, but he does a good job in the show. I haven't watched it all. Is it good? Um, yeah. 
I enjoy it. I have fun. I like. I'm a Teen Titans fan, so like, I've enjoyed. It's a weird interpretation of a show that I used to really love. So I like. Okay. I enjoyed some of the episodes, but I never really got into it. Well, because nothing's good as the original show. No, right? the the cartoon series is incredible. So it's so fucking good. Sam's like so good. What? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have the kids I nanny watch it. I can't. I'm just not a cartoon gal. <laughs> it's no. really you don't like cartoons don't at like all like nothing shows. nothing no, animated i can't i can't yeah. south park it's remarkable that sam and i are friends because i love animated shows but, i just you know, can't watch okay, them sam. i can't watch animated shows i don't know what it is i want to i want to watch big mouth i want to watch you know central park i want to appreciate this stuff i just can't oh i can't get into it this is worse than me not liking bread <laughs> <laughs> caleb's Caleb's little weeb heart is just broken right now. <laughs> shattered. Oh Fucking shattered, just like Sam when I said I didn't oh like this God. movie. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. That pretty much does. Yeah, let's let's kill this. So we get this little flashback of them promising to kill the mirror when they're older, and uh, Kaylee's all big dying. Now the cops are here. They're arresting old Tim, and then some cop goes. He called the cops, and then he did this, and they show us the video of him literally just like standing there. He sets the timer off, kills his sister and they're like yeah this guy's an idiot and uh we see tim in the cop car and then old tim yeah cool parallels blah 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 uh young young him seeing parents in the window now old him is seeing his sister in the window uh that's the end of the movie i hated this movie zero out of ten <laughs> i thought the ending was heartbreaking and seeing his sister and his parents stand in the window staring at him as he's pulled away in a cop car was so was so depressing because now he knows his sisters belongs to the mirror too his whole family's been taken by this goddamn mirror, and he's going to just, what, be either put in another asylum or be put in jail for the rest I mean, of his life. I was just going to ask, what do we think happens to um, Tim I, after this? Well, there's absolutely a mental sequel in their brains for him to eventually get out or something like that, but I don't know if... Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll... I don't know if it'll happen, um, but I feel like... Yeah, but every every horror movie leaves that a little open, right, at the end? like It's true. I mean, ours did. <laughs> well, because with horror movies, you know, they always, you never know if there's going to be a sequel, but you always want to leave it kind uh-huh. of open. So, like, if there is one, you can have one. If there isn't, then it's like, all right, it's up to your it's imagination. Like, what, if, there was a, if there was a sequel for this movie, I would watch it. I would watch it. I'd probably be pissed, but. Well, you know what? If Mike Flanagan did it now, I do have confidence that he would. Do a really good job. Do much better. Yeah, he would probably do a really good job. I think he's found himself since. I don't think. <laughs> I've been shitting on him this whole fucking movie, but uh, I don't think he's a bad director or writer or creator of any sorts. I just think that this is pure dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was great. I think it was really interesting. I think I liked the way you couldn't trust anything that was going on at any time. And I think that his uh, style of filmmaking has gotten so precise that it would be a fantastic sequel if they ever chose to do one. Yeah, a, se- Probably. a sequel would be really great. Um, I give this movie a solid B. I like it. Oh, Wait. go ahead. So I do, on uh, my show, I do a soup rating. Oh, okay. So I do want to ask, I usually do it at the end, but I'm just so antsy about this. I need to know what you guys give it. So it's pretty much a one to five scale. Um, one being a mushroom soup. Two being blood soup, three being chicken noodle soup, four being clam chowder, and the best being a bowl of ramen. Personally, I give this a negative mushroom. <laughs> First of all, I love mushroom soup. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're disgusting. I give it a chicken noodle soup. I'm going to give it a clam chowder. <laughs> I, I will you tell you that I'm allergic to shellfish, but in the rating terms, I feel <laughs> as though that's a good rating. <laughs> 
I feel bad for you. <laughs> Wait, because I'm allergic to shellfish or because I like this movie? Yeah. Well, <laughs> both, 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 really. Both, really, but the shellfish part. <laughs> um, I wish, uh, unlike Sam, I wish I had been less confused. I wish I had known what was going on more. I thought you were going to go lower. I'm surprised you gave it a no, chicken No, I, I, you know, I think that the more that we've talked about it, the more that I've learned I like this movie. <laughs> I have the opposite effect, dude. I thought I was, I thought it might have gone that way, but no, the more I talk about it, the more I fucking hate it. Yeah, they're just like, for me, there's a lot of really smart elements of filmmaking in it, and they took a really tough story, which is like a story where you don't know what's really going on, and they did it, and they, and they, and they made it work. I think that it, kind of hit us over the head a little bit with its own exposition and its own like will they won't they kind of stuff but otherwise i i I enjoyed it well this is going to make you guys either like it more or like it less but apparently when he wrote the script like when he was giving it to the actors he said it was pretty much so confusing with the young and old thing that he wrote like the either the old part in like you know regular text and then the young part in italics so i think that speaks volumes that no one knew what the fuck was going on if i was an actor and i got that script i would have been not pleased I gotta tell you, I've read several uh, pilot scripts over the last two years that have started to use different fonts for uh, like a different time period or a different, like a character's thoughts, like some characters have thought talk and it would be like Mm -hmm. all in italics or something like that or um, different time periods would be in like a a color or a a different font. It's like a thing people are doing and I, I think he's before his time. That's fine. But you know that this script was literally one line of regular text and then one line of italics and then one line of text and one line of italics. And that would make me so fucking I would angry. like to see that. I kind of, I want to look up the script because I want to see how it's formatted. Because um, I want to know if how much the editors chose to do versus what the actual script said between the inner cuts of the scenes. Oh, good point. I like, yeah, I, one of my, one of the parts that I did really like was when it would be like young Kaylee and older Tim interacting with each other. Yes. I thought that was cool. I like that a lot. That confused me. I mean, I knew what was happening, but it just made me mad. <laughs> so there was uh, there was four kills in this. We had Marie, Alan, Kaylee's husband, and then Kaylee. Uh, we had no boobs. Uh, what do you guys think IMDb rated this? I'm going to say 7 out of 10. I feel like Sam? IMDb is so harsh. I'm I know. An... They're so hard to know. I know. We have like a troll rating our movie right now randomly. Just like one, well, the same person writing under different names. It's frustrating. Um, so I think I'm going to say six and a half. Sam got it Did right I? on the money. Six oh, and a half. Yeah, six way and to nail it. Yes. Perfect. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes critics gave 80. it? Uh, 76. No, I'm actually going to make it. Sam oh, got it. Oh, I was going to switch sorry, to late, 87, but late. you already you, you, you beat me to it. Sam, you just about got a 75, and then you were off by five again, Matthew. Damn, why am I bad at that? <laughs> okay, one last round. You can't win, Matthew, but audience of Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, audience is dumb and usually confused, so I'm going to say 63. Oh, see, I think that the audience okay. usually rates it better than the critics, so I'm going to say audience gave it like an 82. Sam got it again. 53. <laughs> I told you people are so 53? The audience gave this movie a 53? I'm surprised the audience didn't give this a You two. know what it is? It's because people don't like movies that confuse them. Yes. People <laughs> don't, don't like, like to, to have fe- to think. You know what? No. They don't like to feel dumb. Donnie Darko is one of my favorite movies of all time. I hate this movie. <laughs> people get very confused by that. I, I like confusing things. I don't like this. So I'm going to say your theory is bullshit. You know what's funny is that it's a good point. You know what's funny is that I did. I enjoyed this movie more than I enjoyed it. Inception, which does a similar thing where you don't know what's real and what's not. 
Hmm. I really enjoyed Inception. Well, Inception isn't wow. that great. I, guys, this is never oh, going to work. This is never going to work. <laughs> Sam, I feel like you and I normally agree on things that we like, though. I know. I do, too. Well, okay. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that we didn't. <laughs> I, do, I do think, though, that I swayed you a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think the more that I talked about this. If it was just me and you, you would have been like, fuck this movie at the end. But because Sam was here, you're like, oh, maybe. I, I, guess, what, I guess I'm a pushover. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's because I don't want Mike Flanagan to ever go back and hear me talk shit about him on, on a podcast. Because I do plan on working with him at some point in my life. So, I, my, In my experience, a lot everyone that I've most people that I've talked shit on, I've worked with. So that's that's real. That's I don't know real. if that's incentive or warning. <laughs> uh, both, both. Yeah, I it's can't both. wait to hear the it's horse stoop podcast episode about followed whenever that happens. Yeah. Two oh years God. From now. I might do that uh, soon. I might oh do that no. soon, and then oh no, it'll don't be fun. tell me. It'll be fun. Whatever. It'll be I'm fun. I did watch it. I I watched the whole thing. Oh nice. Did you go to a drive-in or did you get a press copy? I was gonna go to a. I was actually gonna go to a drive-in. Like literally, <laughs> the same night I was gonna go to a drive-in. Um, Tyler sent me a screener, and then I was like, I kind of didn't want to leave my house. Ah, that's reasonable. I'm lazy. That's reasonable. So. <laughs> that's very reasonable. But yeah, I kind of I kind of do want to do an episode on it. Well, well, I'm for sure going to keep an eye out for when you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll message you guys. Great. Okay, so the last little thing that I have to ask you guys, uh, I do a fuck, Mary kill for everyone that comes on the show. So I want an individual okay. from both of you. Fuck, Mary kill. You have the mom that goes, or the mom after she goes full demon, not before. Like plate when she eating, is like teethless and fucked eating. up. Okay. Yes, pl- plate eating mom. The mirror. And you have me. <laughs> Do your things. Fuck. Choose what order you go in. Okay. Wait. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, go. Okay, go. Well, for I it. already, I've already fucked the mirror. So <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a good point. That's a good point. You did. I didn't plan that. This was pre-written. Yeah, so fuck the mirror, obviously. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill the mom, and I'm gonna marry you, Caleb. I get killed most of the time, so thank you. You're very welcome. Thank- the last, like, three times I've asked this, I haven't been killed, and it's kind of a weird change of pace. I'm usually the first one. They're like, I'm going to kill Caleb, and I'm like, yeah. I'll <laughs> well, take it. Well, welcome to the new wave. I know Sam's going to kill me. No, actually, yeah. I'm going to throw you a oh. curveball here. I'm going to marry you because I think that we have very different opinions. I'm marrying someone named Caleb, but I think we have very different opinions on things, and it could result in great conversations for the rest of our lives. So, oh, that's, that's, that's so wholesome. Wow. You know, it's My very, heart. very lovely. Um, and I am going to, mm, fuck, this is really hard. I am going to, <laughs> I'm going to kill the mirror just because I want to see what it's like to actually break the mirror because we all, it's a little cathartic moment we're all looking for. And I'm going to yes. fuck the mom because. She seems. Oh, that's gonna be a great fascinating. time. Fascinating, and also, no. th- you know, that's probably in the sequel. <laughs> that might be the best sex of your ah. life. <laughs> She's definitely a kinky one. Yep. Uh, there's chains. There's all sorts of stuff. You know, like let's keep it interesting. <laughs> a little bondage going on, all that good stuff. Some biting. Oh God. I'm so out. I'm so done. I can't handle this. And that is the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much, Matthew, and thank you so much, Sam. This was a lot of fun. This was awesome. Yeah, Thanks, it was just man. a blast. Thank you for having us. Should we uh, plug our movie really quickly? 
Yeah, dude, plug you guys plug whatever you want. This is the time Great. to do it. Um, so Followed is out in drive-in theaters right now, and it will eventually be uh, available for video on demand. Uh, don't know when that is yet, but you can visit followedhorrormovie.com, and it has a list of all the drive-ins where our movie is playing, and the list is only expanding. So keep an eye out. It might come to an area near you. Also, if you want it to come to an area near you, there's an there's a demand option where you can write in on the website and say, hey, bring this movie to our town. Lots of us want to see it. Oh, shit, that's pretty cool. And a found footage movie for anyone that didn't know. Yes, a very new, a very fun uh, social media take on the found footage genre. It's a very different take. I don't want to give you guys too much because I do want to, I do, I do want to review it. It seems fun Mm -hmm. Um, because it's very different, but I will tell you guys, I don't like found footage. A lot of people don't like found footage. It's a hard, it's a hard specific to do well. Cloverfield forever ruined found footage for me. That's fascinating like was, because I feel like most people like. I haven't seen Cloverfield, but I feel like most people like, like it. I don't know if that's true. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I've only heard one person say that, and they said it on my podcast recently. And I think it was like, it was another like guest. It was like an actor or something that I was like, fucking Tyler. Ty, uh, get the uh, no, our, no, Tyler. Our, un, no, unmute our your PR mic. guy just just chatted in for the first time in the last hour and a half and just said, "I love Cloverfield." <laughs> Tyler, I'm not kidding. Unmute your fucking mic. <laughs> Uh, I I will say, I think a lot of people don't like found footage because it makes them dizzy or it's disorienting or it's just like hard to really tell what's going on. What's cool about our movie, since it follows an influencer who has a literal camera team with him, a lot of it is shot like very stationary and like you actually get to see what's happening, which is good. Um, Yeah, that's all I wanted to say. So guys, watch Followed. Thanks you so much. Thanks you. Thanks you so much, Matthew and Sam, for coming on the show. This was fucking awesome. You guys were so fun to talk to. It was just a blast. Thank you for having us. Yeah, this was so fun. Thanks, man. All right, guys. So thanks for listening to this long episode about this shitty movie. Um, If you liked the episode, tell a friend about the show. Check out my website at horrorsoupsucks.com. Leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send me an email at horrorsoupyahoo.com with the title review sticker, and I'll send you a bunch of horror soup stickers or whatever the fuck I want, maybe a cough drop wrapper. Donate at patreon.com slash horrorsoup. Follow me on social medias. I'm on Instagram at horrorsoup, Facebook at horrorsoup podcast, uh, YouTube at horrorsoup, a horror movie and true crime podcast, Twitter at horrorsoupsucks, and I'm on Letterboxd at horrorsoupcaleb. And uh, say bye one more time, guys. Bye. Twenty some feet of succulent intestines. I want to eat. Do you have some suggestions? Nuts, nuts.